Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. If you are just joining us for the first time, we are now a daily show, and I have a guest co-host on for the entire week. This week's guest co-host is Steph, who is awesome. I can't wait for you guys to get to know her. That's what we do on Monday. We do the Get to Know the Guest Co-host show. Before we get into that, if you would like to email us, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. Now let's get to know Steph. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Here we are in studio. First day of the week. I'm your host, Dana, here in studio with producer Shar and our guest host for the entire week, Steph. Welcome to the show, Steph. Hi, Dana. Thanks, and Char. Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm really excited to have you here. Um, so first, let's talk a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, because I know you have a show as well. I do have a show. I do a few things, but let's focus on the show for yeah. now. So my name is Steph. Uh, I host a show called The Lady Brain Show, which is on TV, on Comcast Channel's 819 and 104 on Friday nights at 7 o'clock. And the goal is to just get out put out there um, interviews with people who are making a change in the world, um, a positive change, progressive thinkers, uh, justice seekers, people who entertain. But, you know, that that's it. I've got a platform and I want to use it for, for, the, for the greater good. That is so awesome. How long have you been doing that? How long has it been on TV? Uh, well, it's back now. We're about to go into season three. So just uh, entering, I guess, the second year. Um, but it was a show on, uh, it was a podcast and then it was a radio program and, and radio on TV for a number of years before it took a little hiatus and came back. It's hard to stay away from this business. I know. Once you've got a little taste of it. I've, yeah. I've found. Oh my God. Yeah, completely. I mean, I can either do nothing or I can do this. And then maybe something else at the same time. But I can't, I, I can't look a different way. I think as we were talking about it, like, because I started doing voiceovers when I was eight years old. So I've always, and I, so I always kind of have been coming back to it since I was really young. I mean, that's really young. That is really young. And that was all because my mom took me out of, I was trying to do uh, TV and film and stuff. And um, I've never talked about this. <laughs> I've never talked about this on the show. So I can't believe I'm bringing it up. But so Punky Brewster was down to me and Soleil Moon Fry. No. Yeah. And no. Who's actually she's actually older than me, which is funny, but I've been this height since I was 11. I just quit growing when I was 11, but I got really tall really fast. And so even though I was younger than her, they were like she looks more like the little little kid mm-hmm. and the way they worded it to me that they weren't going to go with me they were like look cuz i mean it was callback after callback until wow. it was just the two of us and my mom was there and they went look we love you we think you're great but you're too big and my mom you know heard big we lived in la we, you know we left the south to come oh, to Lord. la and she was like the last thing my kids going to have is a damn eating disorder because Correct. you know um so she she took me out of that, but my godmother Wendy is a producer. She was like, she has to do something though. She's got that you know the thing. She has to do something. Um, and I was better at radio anyway than I was at TV. I love radio. Radio uh, from from when I was about eight, I started doing. Um, maybe I was ten, but I I had a tape recorder, and I would do 
fake radio shows from beginning to end. I would sing the jingles. I would play the music and I would do the ins and outs and I would conduct interviews. And it was just a thing that I always wanted to do. And when career day came around, you know, my freshman year in high school and the afternoon drive DJ from KOME Radio in San Jose, Gino Michelini showed up. (laughs) I was front row, front and center. And when I got, I got a degree in broadcast journalism and I wanted to work in radio. And so I did. It is my most, like, it'll never go away because it, it, it feels this way to to people, I think, all over the, the world, really. But here, you can have a favorite radio station. You can tune into and be, you know, devoted to one type of format or one personality. And it's just, it. everything else is so fragmented that I think um, that's part of the allure. And that's why I think people like us keep coming back because it can be so personal. Does that oh, make God, sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it's home. There's something home, and it's like when you were saying, like, when everything else is so fragmented, it's like there's places I can go, there's people that I know I can listen to, that, you know, when I'm going to drive and be thinking at the same time, there it's like there's people I have I like to listen to because I, I know that voice, and it's like I'm hanging out with them. To- Howard Stern. I wasn't going to say him by name, but that's who I listened to the whole way here. All because I was time. so angry. It was him and Neil Patrick Harris today. Ugh. I was so angry because they shut down a highway and I had to do all this like detour stuff to get here. And I'm like, oh, so I turn on him and it calms me down, totally. which is so funny. Well, and you feel like you're part of it. And that's, that's yeah. one of the beauty. That's, that's what's so great about radio. People are actually, when you're listening to a radio program, station, you, you're actively participating in what's coming out of the speakers because you're being required to use your imagination to kind of put yourself in there in the room with Howard and Neil and, you know, whomever it happens to be, right? Yeah. You can sit and just zone out in front of the TV. Yeah. As I tend to do. I do, too. But I, lo- I love this. I, I love the format. I love Howard Stern. Uh-huh. I, I mean, yeah, the people that I go to to listen, and then there's things that I'll listen to. You know, like like when I'm really bored and I have to drive a long way, I, I call it murder porn. Forensic files. I love that dirt. I love that nonsense. I don't, I don't know what to think. And you I just d- like is it. it like an, is it an audible? What do you, uh, I mean, what do you? Oh, it's on Sirius. It's on uh, Forensic Files. It's like a, ch- it's a HLN channel on Sirius, channel 117. Oh my God. Okay, I'm going there. I know, because I was listening to MSNBC or something, and I flipped one up trying to find, and I was like, what is this? Murder and talk? I was like, and oh my Forensic heavens. Files. That's it's fantastic. So good. It's juicy. Yeah, it's like, so what I think it is, is the TV show. It's on it's on some channel because sometimes they'll say something like on the left is a hair from this type of person. On the oh, right. right. Is so a they're hair just sample. playing. They're just streaming the audio from the TV show. And you're bit, fine with that. As I'm you're driving. fine with it because there's only a few times where they'll say something that's a visual reference. Most of the time they're just they're really giving you the details and I'm picturing it and I'm in there. And yeah, it's like when I have to sit in traffic or when I know like that's the kind of thing yeah. I like to zone out on. But you but you're you're actively zoning. You're becoming oh, a part. Very, of it. I just, I'm I just love it. Intentionally, yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm like taking a time out by doing that. Oh, let's so let's talk about let's talk about um, how you've been sober for sixteen years. That's a long time. Yes, it is. That is really really cool. It is. What were your uh, what were your drugs of choice? Was it alcohol? Oh, a little of everything. Well, um, so let's see. The first drug I ever did. I mean, alcohol is a drug, right? So that was totally. the first thing I ever tried. Um, and of course, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a 
big pot smoker and I drank every weekend in high school. I mean, I smoked weed every single day my junior and senior year of high school and managed, you know, no real repercussions. You know, I was able to do, I wasn't an outstanding student by anybody's stretch, but uh, I was an athlete and I was, you know, I did some special things in high school. Like I wrote for my school paper and I made it through. I graduated. Let's just put it that way. But uh, I graduated also from weed to yeah, cocaine, and that mm-hmm. became a mainstay along with the drinking. And then eventually I, I just got sick of smoking pot, but the coke and the booze, those were those were with me until I got sober 16 years ago. Yeah. It was a long time. Long time. Yeah, those are, uh, there's also another channel on Sirius, some like Billy Joel tribute channel that I avoid unless it's like some specific song I might happen to like. But Don Henley was on it talking about this song that uh, Billy Joel wrote and it's called like I Loved Those Days. And he's not a sober person by any means, but it's about the cocaine and the alcohol and how that's just that was a time period in my life too, coke and alcohol. There's a lot of people in the program who... uh, you know, it's like some people are purists and they're like, don't, you don't want to mention the chemicals if you're in this one type of, you know, meeting. Please. But it's like the two go together. Like I hear so many people talk about it. Even Ozzy Osbourne talks about it. It's like you do the coke and it makes you need to get more drunk because right. you're too wired. Then you're too drunk and you got to do more coke because oh, you're too God, sloppy drunk. It's so gross. And it's like, yeah, it's a hideous, hideous cycle. The feeling, I mean, six, it's been more than 16 years since I've actually done, you know, illicit drugs. Um, I got sober over 17 years ago and I had a little slip. Mm-hmm. I had a little slip, um, two sips slip. Wow. And I, I have, uh, um, was it intentional? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. I had to change my date. I didn't want to change my date. Two sips? Two sips. But you know, as someone very close to me, who's all, who's been sober a couple years longer than I have, as this person put it, he said, so let me get this straight. You just had two sips. I said, yeah, yeah, just two. And he goes, okay, so who was pinning you down and pouring it down your throat? And I'm like, God damn it. Uh, you know, and, right. Um, and I realized, yeah, I, I picked up, I put it in my mouth, I swallowed it, and then I did it again. And so I decided uh, it took me about a year to change my date. I'm not kidding. Like, I just did not oh, want to let that. go of that. I get the shame. Because I didn't get fucked up. And I didn't, you know, throw it all out the window. I saw in my mind as I was taking uh, taking those two sips, you know those little flip books that you can get like at Disneyland and it shows, you know, Mickey Mouse and he's running and then all of a sudden he comes to the cliff and he goes over the side, but yep. you flip it. That was me, only I was taking the sip and then at the end I was in an alley buying a bindle of blow from some unknown dealer. You know what I mean? Because I had the tape through. Because I would ferret that out and that would have happened. And so I had the presence of mind to stop before I flipped to like page three. That's and, lucky. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I saved myself. Oh, you totally did. Because, I mean, that that's... Because when you said that, I was like, God, if I took the sip, I know I'm going to have to change my date. If I'm going to have to change my date, I'm going to finish this bottle and buy some crack. See, because I don't yeah. want to go, well, I should have, you know, I should have gotten really drunk because that's just, that's, well, that's what prevents me from taking the sip. Yeah. Well, that prevents know... me from it now because I know who I am. Yeah. I do know who I am. Like, I'm the person that prays to have, like, God, I hope the doctor orders me a colonoscopy because then I'm going to get the twilight medication and I'm going to have 10 really good high seconds as oh a my sober God. person. Oh, my God. 
I ex- I want a colonoscopy for that exact reason. I was talking to my sponsor about all my friends are getting colonoscopies. And I know one. this sounds horrible, but get I'm like, how one. come I don't get one? I, you know, it's, it's like such a weird thing to be jealous of. No, uh, you <laughs> should be jealous of it. It's a really good high. I am going to get a col, And something good, something good will come from it. I will know all about that pipeline. But then, you know, <laughs> uh, other things come up and... and you know, we get older, and I'm. I think I'm a little bit older than you, but stuff starts to happen, and you may may have to uh, have something done where you have pain meds. And I just I have to turn that shit away. Yeah, we because were talking I about that. know this person that I am. Me too. I know it. Yeah, that's how my that's how my relapse. Uh, what was that? Twelve years ago, whenever it happened, it was because I had a surgery and I was legitimately given pain meds. But they gave me fentanyl while I was in the hospital, Oy. and that woke up a demon. That I mean, I had been clean and sober for three years, and it all and it just something woke up and yeah. went more. This is how we need to feel every day. Everything uh, sucks. We you don't want to feel any other way than that. You know, it's just so scary. It's really I know. And we were talking about it in a meeting the other night the importance of telling your doctor who you are. Oh yeah, and saying I'm an alcoholic and mm-hmm. I'm an alcoholic of the mm-hmm. kind that can't do anything. Yeah. Even like some kind of a tincture because it makes me want more. I just immediately right. want more. Right. And, um, you know, it, and I, I work really closely with my sponsor because I'm just, I just do. I just yeah. do because I want to do everything right this yeah. time. Right. But this has been so, we're, we're now getting to know you. Uh, I'm so glad to have you in studio this week. We will be back awesome. tomorrow. And if you would like to email us or call us, the email is radio rehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. The phone number is 415-496-9511. You can call or text even when we're not in studio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. And uh, keep coming back because we're going to have more with Steph all week long. Thanks. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll